Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Red Nation. What's shaking, everyone? We've got uh, double the fun on this show because it's not just me. And it's not just my co-pilot, Michael Brown, because we figured tonight would be a very important game. That's why instead of our usual playground over at Spotify Greenroom, we are instead broadcasting this live on StreamYard with our Twitter account at DreamShakeSBN, at the Dream Take, and on our Facebook page. So we're coming at y'all from multiple angles tonight and... Hopefully we can discuss all of this, Mike. It's been a while since you and I have been together to talk about all this. And before we went live, we talked about how different we feel about this game. But um, yeah, let's let's jump right in, Mike. But before we get into this, I need to ask you, how have you been? If you've been on a vacation or two since I've last talked to you, 
you were you've been bowling i hear you know i only i only hear about your life in text but you can't i don't hear the emotion in your voice so i'd love to hear how you're doing and then we'll talk about rockets basketball yeah man all is well university of houston basketball uh one last night i was in the house for that uh so great to see one of my basketball teams in my at least life we, i was gonna say at least we have yeah. one winning yeah. basketball team in the city of houston yeah no uh coogs look good uh university of houston football is eight and one uh big game against uh temple this weekend yeah man went That's on the, went on the cruise i'll be in buffalo in a couple of weeks it looks like so just traveling man looks like you i mean you're mr 27 jobs all across different platforms and you're killing it man so oh, con- congrats that. and mazel to you i appreciate that but the one job i want to talk about tonight is this Rockets game and being the host of the Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We got a 112-104 loss tonight. And for the Rockets, it's their eighth straight loss, um, or excuse me, nine. Not Tonight was nine. It was coming in tonight was eight. Uh, you know what? We've lo- I lost track, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the games, It's we, we play 82 seasons in this season. It's not just... We play 82 one-game seasons, not one 82-game season um, here. When you are a rebuilding team like the Rockets, and they fell tonight 112-104 to the Detroit Pistons, a lot of intrigue behind this game, obviously with the history the two teams have. Cade Cunningham for the Detroit Pistons being the number one pick in the in the draft. Jalen Green, the number two pick. We'll talk about those two guys as well. Um, but overall, just initial thoughts on, on tonight, Mike. I know you've got some strong feelings about this, so – I'm going to pass the mic over to you. This, this is rock bottom, dude. And this is, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. You had a much better grasp, I think, of where this team was. I was going to say this, Mike. I'm glad you brought it up because well, I didn't want to want to bring it up. Well, no, I mean, look, I'm going to bring yeah, it up. But I, but I will say this. I will say this, that you, okay, it didn't take a lot, like, for you to say what you said. We all like the fan base as a whole. More people agreed with you than they agreed with me. Here's my problem, right? The mishandling of this roster is at an epic proportional level by Silas. That go to Twitter right now, and you and I have different views of Rockets Twitter. They're very emotional, and I'm an emotional fan. Oh, yeah. I will be the first mm-hmm. one to say that, right? That they we tweet. We, you know, we, which I love, right? Like, it's what a fan base is supposed to do. You're supposed to live and die with, with your team. Yes. It's time to question if Steven Silas is the right guy for this team. 100%. Okay, and I will, I 100%. will do that. That's where, that's where I'm at with it. All right. Um. Well, I just want to say this. You brought it up, so it's open season at this point. We talked about the first 20 games of the season. And Mike, if I'm not mistaken... You said this team would go 11 and nine. Yeah, I thought that we you actually would have a competent coaching staff that knew what they were doing, and we don't. We, See, we absolutely don't. Here's, here's, and look, I, I understand why people are questioning this coaching staff. Right. So. At, at the same time, you look at this team and the losses they've had over the past eight or nine um, games or such. Most of these come against the best teams in the West right now. Utah, Dallas, Phoenix, the Lakers, Warriors. 
Utah, all, all of those teams are within the top six in the West right now. I think I read, like, Lashard and I were talking about it before the show. I think Lashard said, like, the winning percentage of the teams coming into tonight was, like, 58%, which is, you know, probably the best in the NBA compared to any team with, you know, strength of schedule. So, and the Rockets were competing in these games. Let, let's let's remind ourselves that. You know, the Rockets, they lost by, like, a buck. They, they had a chance to win in L.A. They had a chance to win in Denver. They were competitive in Phoenix. They were competitive against, um, you know, the Warriors for a bit. And the Warriors are the best team in the NBA right now. So, and look, and then you get Snipe, you get another one-win team in the Pistons, and things just didn't fall your way. And you say the structure, and I I don't, look, a lot of people, like, I'm going to ask you this, and I think I know your answer, but I want you to explain this to me. Why is the coaching bad? Because they're terrible. They don't know how to run a rotation, Jeremy. Run a rotation. Okay, so running a rotation. None. What what part of that rotation is bad? Where do you want me to – how much time do you have? Where do you – how do you let let Daniel House play 19 minutes tonight? Daniel House, I'm glad you brought that up. Why Why is KJ Martin only playing nine minutes tonight? Why are you giving Eric Gordon 30 minutes on the court when from the field he's four of nine? Like, yeah, but would I, you agree that Eric Gordon has played well so far this season? I would I say would, I, I would, would say he's played well. I would say on the whole, but recently he's done absolutely nothing for me. Okay, but it, but the thing is with Eric Gordon is a team will pay a first round pick for him. Oh, great. So let's go through even more draft. Because we've seen how well that's yeah. worked out so far this year. And you and I, look, would you, I, you're, would you you're, you're never going to get. team needs more draft picks? No, they need legit NBA talent. Is well, what that's how you get NBA talent. Oh, Go God. through the draft. Yeah, when you have a cheap-ass owner who won't actually pay for legitimate talent when he knows he doesn't have a who chance to win a title. Who should he go pay right now, Mike? Who should he go pay for? I mean, in this past offseason. Let me fix this team right now. It's, it sounds like it's easy on your they end. Sure, they sure as hell could have used Jared Allen in that Harden deal. <laughs> they could have used Jared Allen on that on that deal. Back to this. We've it's been talking for a year Jared, now. Jared, but it's, you, you just asked me, and I told you, they were too cheap to take back any salary. Yeah, in the but Jared, Allen, Jared Allen was never going to resign here. It was uh, just never going to happen. You don't know that. And you don't know that. He would have gone anywhere through. that paid him money. But you, you asked. So many conversations okay. about that. But here's the thing. Playing the vets has done what? For this team, give me playing, one, give me one positive. Playing, playing the, vets the vets has helped build their value for later in the season, and I know nobody wants to hear that right now. Nobody wants to, but it's the truth. Maybe it's the truth. Possibly the people that are pissed off at this team right now are thinking in the context of today. How can this team be better today? And yes, playing KJ Martin over Daniel House would make this team better today. However. That's not the goal. The goal is to not be better today. The goal is to be better by like within the middle of the decade. So that's a pop. Oh God. Okay. So you're telling me that's code for you just put lipstick on a pig and said, they're trying to lose games. No, I, I have no, lipstick and I have no pig. That's what they're trying to do. Okay. That's why do you not play DJ Augustine tonight? He wasn't hurt. DJ Augustine. They, they opted one- for Josh Christopher. Oh my gave God. Josh Christopher the five minutes. Okay, but DJ, DJ Augustine is the only guy that actually can run the offense for this team. He's the and only he, one that can actually set up the offense. Why is he not playing? Where is Armani Brooks? 
Why do you pay? Why did you sign Armani Brooks if you're not going to play him? There's a rotational a problem. They got to play. They gotta play a lot of guys, Mike. You can only play five guys. That's that's the tough part about basketball, especially when you have a team as talented as you know. Look, the Rockets are a talented team, and if if they are not a only... talented team, this team is. Yes, awful. they are. No, yes, they are not. talented. They are not talented. You can't. This, the thing is, Mike, is you can't is do awful. half of what they can do, so you can't be talking about it. I can talk. I can. They're 100%. a talented basketball team. They're one They're not talented. They are not talented in any stretch. Compared to the rest of the NBA, they are less talented than the rest of the NBA. But that doesn't mean they're not a talented team. They're not a talented team. By NBA standards, they are not talented. Yes, do they have talent compared to you and I? They have yeah, NBA they abilities. Can. They have a lot of NBA abilities. The, their coaching staff doesn't. Their coaching staff is awful. The coaching They're, staff is not the issue here, uh, Mike. That's uh, it's we can't we can't just take we can't just take ten games or eleven games or how much and immediately assume that the coaching staff is terrible. In fact, in fact. We look at this team right now. There are so many games where we've lost by free throws and turnovers. Now, the turnovers thing can be attributed to a lot of different things. KPJ it can be attributed. Be the point guard. It can be attributed to who the point guard is, and at this point, K, KPJ is the point guard. Whether that he sh- whether he should be or not really shouldn't be the question because he's going to be the point guard for this season. And he's going to improve as the season goes on. And if he proves that he's not that guy in the future, then at least he has those ball-creating abilities that a guy like Kevin Porter should have. Every 6'6 guard should have the ability to play make and all of that. In the And he needs those skills in his bag. And he's getting that experience firsthand right now when the team is not good. And the whole thing with John Wall, put John Wall on this team, and we're what, four and seven, maybe at best. And what what does that do, Mike? What is four and seven? Well, do we don't us? know. We can't speculate. Okay, because but he what won't, is, because he won't play? Does four and seven make this team a contender? No, but four and seven. Exactly. Least, hold on. But at least it gives your guys something to look at positively, and not seeing the fact that they're one and nine. Let me ask you a question. What was the last time? A Rockets assistant got plucked for a head coaching job in the NBA. Can you remember? Because the assistant coaches for this team, for this organization, I should say, have been a problem for longer than Silas has been here. They don't choose their assistant coaches wisely. They oh, done, I, I couldn't disagree more. They haven't done it in 10 years. Where, You're telling me that John Lucas is not important to this team? He's important in the aspect of character building. I agree. What has yes. it led to on the court? And player Nothing. development. And, and player development. He's huge for player development. Okay, so he's been in player development for... Teaching part- these young players how to become professionals. Congrats. That's why yeah. you have veteran leadership. That's why, you're, that's why you, you, you've said, and a lot of other people have said, that's why you have John Wall. So now you want John Wall. You need John Lucas. You have DJ Augustine. You have all these different guys. And let me all- ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. In all honesty, outside of tonight, Jalen Green, has he impressed you as a Houston Rocket yes. thus far? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Shangun, great yes. player. hundred percent. You're not so you've got two, you've gone two out of four in the first round thus far. You don't know what Christopher is, you don't know what um Garuba will be. What Garuba will be because he won't play yeah. Garuba. Why won't he play Garuba? To you're me, tell, it makes no sense. Here, here's the thing to me. 
Why didn't he play in the third quarter when Jer- – good God, J- Jeremy, the fact – if we get beat by one more scrub, I swear to God, I'm going to burn the whole fucking thing to the ground. Mike, then, then uh, I'm going to call in the fire department because you're going to burn this thing down several oh. times, not just this season, but probably next season and maybe even the season after that. That's a problem with coaching. You have a, No, you, I, I don't necessarily think it's a problem with coaching yet. I, I so really – it's it's way too it's way too early for me to talk Silas out of this. This is this is okay. Tonight was the 83rd game of Coach Silas's career. This is the first of his second season in as a, as an NBA head coach, and he's given a roster that by NBA standards that we've already established today is not talented compared to NBA standards. So how can you put the blame on Silas? He's a part of it. Look, I'm not look. What I've said this entire show, I'm not, saying, Silas, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's time to get rid of Silas. I'm not saying that. But the what thing I'm about Silas and the whole Rockets team, you need two things. You need two things with this team: patience and time. And that's something that a lot of Rockets fans don't have because we are so we. This is the first losing season that they've had. Last season was the first losing season that we had in 15 years. 15 years, Mike. You want to know when that was? I was in the third grade. Third grade. And now I and I graduated college last year. So that has that's how long it's been since the Rockets have been bad. And that's why people, majority in of your fan mind. base, are impatient. Bad and, in your yeah. mind. But bad in your mind. To me, this bad is a long time. Bad look. They haven't, bad. Any, they haven't in done my anything. Mind, mind, everybody's mind, they're bad. They haven't done anything in 20 years. I don't care if they have winning seasons. No one cares. No one cares about winning seasons. It's about performing at the highest level, which this organization has not done. And recently, they've had 2020, they won a playoff series. 2019, they won a playoff series. 2018, they won two. Who cares? So that's like the thing is, Mike, is that's what I'm saying is you are, you are the fan. You are the face of a lot of Rockets fans that are disappointed and frustrated that the team is not contending right now. Is that, is that fair? It's not, no, no, it's not even contending. It's about, as I tweeted multiple times tonight, the, this is what pisses me off. I don't care about losing games with this roster. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me, the fact of how they're doing it. That this is, this is, games? no, this is middle school stuff. Free throws, turnovers. Yes, rotations. and that is on the players. That Those is on the players. That is not on Silas. That, no, but and if yes, you're not, Silas takes responsibility for it because, you know, you can't blame those players who are so young and still learning, but they are doing it together. They're and doing it together. But if you're not going to hit your free throws, then there's the bench and you sit their ass on the bench. That's middle school basketball, dude. Exactly. So that is not on Silas. I'm sorry. It's not. That is it's on not. Silas. No, that yeah, is on Silas. Just, you can't just say Kevin Porter, we're going to bench you. Kevin Porter's you your best player. Or Christian can. Woods, your best player. You can't just bench those guys. It doesn't work like that. They need to learn through experience. And that's what they're doing here. At least with this team, the reason why I'm not really that mad about how the Rocket season has gone so far is because they're playing mo- majority of these games. They're playing them pretty close. I, I think out of all the games they've played so far, I want to say they've had just the Utah game and the Minnesota game, two out of 12 or two out of 11, like pure blowouts. So they've okay. been, they've been competitive in nine of these games so far. And okay. to me, yes, they came out on the losing end. That should be a good thing for us because then that increases our chances of getting the highest draft pick 
again in the lottery. And so you Mike, want to go through that next year? You want to go through the same thing next year where we get the look, second Mike, best player in the draft? Like I said, like I said, that's what we did last year. Okay, but imagine, imagine having more. Like you can't have. Like imagine having more talent. Imagine having more of these like guys. Like I know Paolo Banchero is getting a lot of talk in in the thing, and I don't. And I'm still very premature premature on this whole you know let's talk let's talk next year's draft already but to me it's like i just think to me the rockets are eventually going to get more talent like they are a player away Let, let's no. be real there is no, still one piece no they're not okay Come so on, how many man. players away are they that's the problem when you go with draft picks is that you don't know and you won't know for three to five years. Yeah, but Mike, we've we've so talked that's about why this. that's we've why draft about this. The Rockets. Look at the Astros, Mike. Look at the Astros. You can't compare it. You can't yes, compare you can. baseball to basketball. Absolutely, Mike. you can. Not with the number of players. Not with the number of players that you have okay. on your roster. So not with the fact just... that you play 162 games versus 82. It's apples and oranges, dude. Okay, so let's look at basketball terms here. Okay. What teams what teams have been able to buy their way in the contention? The Lakers. Okay. The yeah. the Nets. Okay. In Los Angeles and New York. The the Nets or not the Nets, sorry. The Bucks did it last year by winning the Bucks did it through the draft. No, they did. Okay. They did really? It the draft. really? Really? They they got Drew Holiday through the draft. Okay, but really, they, they, they got Brooklyn. They got Brooke Lopez Giannis, through the draft. Right? Yeah, they got their they got their main they guys through the draft. To be honest, they got him through the draft. They they, draft, don't they, they got Middleton, and they basically Middleton was a draft pick, like he was a draft project for them. Okay, but but they don't win the they don't win that without they signed Bobby Portis, they signed Drew, uh, Drew yes, Holiday. Yes, that comes down that comes later down the line, Mike. These guys are still rookies. Giannis was eight years into his career before he got to okay. an NBA NBA Finals. Okay, it's gonna take time, but. Even like, look, the Bucks were like they were a 15 win team, a 20 win team, all those years, and they got there. It takes time. It, and and look, I'm not saying that Jalen Green is Giannis here, and I'm not saying that Kevin Porter is Chris Middleton, and I'm not saying these guys. And then yes, they then they decided, okay, we're a player away. Let's go and get Drew Holiday, and we'll we'll mortgage our future and and risk to get him but at this point the Rockets are not there yet they're not close to being there yet and that's okay time it takes time and it takes patience as fans to get through this and to me I just think it's it's frustrating and it, it does honestly in a little bit of a way it, it it frustrates me because we know we're not gonna win we know that we know that this team is not good enough yet. You you oh, knew that we weren't good enough to win the night? Why you just we, lost to no, Detroit. They, we were good enough to win tonight. They were down three with just a few minutes to go. So tonight doesn't piss you off that we lost on our home court to the Detroit Pistons. Look, really? yes, I, I'm not happy that they lost. I'm not saying that. That's I'm all not, I'm asking for. I'm not the kind of – but, hey, you know what? I'd rather lose to the Pistons and be competitive than to not be competitive at all. They weren't – oh. They were competitive, Mike. You can't say they weren't competitive. They, they lost. Were Who cares if it's by one point or 40? It's the same thing. Losing is losing. No, that's not it, Mike. It's because the thing it. is, they could have lost tonight by 40 and looked totally lost doing it. They looked lost in, the, in losing by, what, 
four, five, whatever the hell they lost by tonight. They lost by eight and, points. Okay, they lost. Hold, that, hold, that, hold that, hold that thought. They were lost, and yet they still had a chance to win. That to me shows that this is not too far away, and they can still be competitive. Competitive in terms of they have a chance to win because they are close in score. The Rockets are not playing their best basketball, and yet they still have these chances to win. That's why I'm not worried. Because the the thing is, these things are going to get fixed, and these things are going to get better over time. And that, to me, is showing that this team will progress, and this team will get better. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be a few months from now. But this team is getting better as the games go on. It might not show that in the box scores, and it might not show that in the win-loss column, but this team is getting better. This team is getting better. I don't care about the Pistons. I don't care about the Jazz. I don't care about uh, the Warriors or whoever they play. I care about the Houston Rockets. And if the Rockets are getting better game in, game out, then that is what matters to me. And for those that are saying they're not getting better game in and game out, they're not actually watching the games. They're just seeing if they win or if they lose, and that's what they're basing it off of. And this season is not about the wins and losses. This season isn't about it. Next season probably won't be about it. And they, you just got to watch the basketball. Watch the basketball for what it is and be impressed with that. And if you can't do that, if you can't stomach the losses that this team is going to take this season, then this is not the team for you. Go watch a team like the Golden State Warriors that are winning every night. That's the team you should go be watching. But no, you're a Rockets fan, Mike. You're a loyal guy. So am I. The whole city of Houston behind us. The whole world of Rockets fans. All of Red Nation. We're behind us. But this season is not about wins and losses. If you like a team that wins a lot, go watch the Warriors. Go watch but, the Knicks. Go watch the Bulls. Okay. It's not the Rockets. But, but, watch the Rockets to enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the experience. So Kevin Porter Jr., you're going to tell me, is infinitely better this year than he was last year? Kevin Porter Jr. is learning from his mistakes. That's not what I asked you. Is he, is he a better basketball player now than when, than when he got here? Kevin Porter, yes, absolutely. No, it's not absolutely. He's getting, it's not he absolutely. He's the sure. same player. He's the same player he was last year. He's actually no, scoring he's a lot not. less. He's a very different player, in fact. He, he's, he's taking a very different role. He's taking a different role. Last it's, season. it's a wrong role. It's not. It's well, not the no, role that he's there, best. There's fit. no. I don't think. I don't think you can say that yet. I don't think okay. it's fair to him. Well, I but think, you, you said they're, think, they're infinite. They're getting better. Who's getting better? Give me a guy who's getting Sean better. Sean Tate is getting better. Jalen Green is getting better. Jalen Green is, getting, is getting better. better. KJ Martin's getting better. I How do you know he was on the court for nine minutes tonight? KJ Martin was. How do you know he's getting better? He won't play him enough. How do we know if Armani Brooks taking, is improved? I'm taking. I'm taking every game that I've seen so far. And I'm, I'm seeing them as it goes. And as a collective, I do think all of these guys are getting better. The thing with KPJ, and I'm glad you brought that up, is because I think what's going on with Kevin Porter, he's obviously not playing as, as well as we know that we can because we saw him drop 50 last year. I think with Kevin Porter, what we saw is this Rockets team, I think, is still trying to, you know, they're trying to win every game. And, I, and, and look, that's great. I'm loving the fact that we put out a team that wants to win every night because if we weren't, that would be an issue to me. That, that would be the biggest red flag. They're and trying the to lose games. They're not, they're trying, not trying to lose games. They're absolutely right? trying to lose games. Okay, look at, then. Look at who they're playing. They're trying to lose games, which no, is fine. No, which is that's fine because that's, what, because that's what, because that's what half, not half, a lot of the fans want. 
No, Blue Jays no, to get a better not. draft pick. To get a better no, draft not, pick, man. to go into a lottery that you're not guaranteed a draft pick on. It's See, a terrible the thing, strategy. The thing is, Mike, is strategy. you are misinterpreting me for saying this team is not ready to win an NBA championship this year. I'm not year. talking about you. I'm not talking about you. I didn't say you. What I okay. said was is – The fans – nobody – no fans want their team to lose. If their fans wanted the team to lose, then they're probably the, 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 the fan of the rival teams. Everybody's That's talking about Paolo, Banchero, Chet Holmgren, all these different dudes. You don't get to that point without wanting your team to lose games. Again, exactly you know what? Why, I don't exactly care. why I'm trying to hold off on all that chatter as long as we can. Eventually, we will start to have to talk to those about those guys. Hopefully, we won't have to until much later in the season. But at this point, like to me, look, I think Rockets fans at the end of the day just need to calm the F down about this agree. team and to not be so critical of these guys. Look at what happened with Christian Wood over the weekend. People like oh, got yeah. so up in arms over Christian Wood about like a small little like press conference after a loss, a one-point loss at that, and immediately assumed that he wanted a trade. And to me, that is that is what I have an issue with. I have a big issue with it, if I'm being honest. That to me shows the just absolute toxicity of Rockets Twitter and, and Red Nation right now to those that are seeing it because not every word and every movement of body language defines whether a player wants to be here or not this is not the james harden era this is not the russell westbrook era we have guys that want to be here they've said it so many times they've proven it many times as well and to me i just think that is so such a negative attitude and just a negative atmosphere for the team to be around it's just not it's not healthy it's not healthy for this team and it's not healthy for the fans either and i just think it's just they need to calm down. We need to calm down. This is just one loss at the end of the day. Yes, I, I would have loved to win tonight because it was the Pistons. I don't like the Pistons because, you know, of the kind of back and forth that we've had. I don't like any team, to be honest with you. I like the Rockets, and that's it. But at the same time, yes, this would have been a nice game to win considering the whole Caden Jalen thing. Um, but at the end of the day, we just need to calm down. Kevin well, Porter Jr. will be fine. He's had a few injuries so far this season. He's learning a new thing. I think he's more – he's playing more in here than he is out there. And the thing is, I think that's what the Rockets are doing right now. They're playing more in here, trying to get – you know, trying to speed their game up to the NBA level. And in by doing that, they're losing their concentration on the important things like making free throws and turning the ball over, which is – and look, free throws are the same at every level. So that's the thing is they're, they're spending so much energy and time towards trying to evolve their games from the G League or college or wherever they were before into the NBA. And because they're spending all that energy there, they're losing the basics. They're, they're not, you know, throwing a crisp enough pass on an inbounds or they're not um, or they're drawing or they're walking into a charge or something like that. So there's just, there's a lot of things here that point to me thinking like this team is close. Like if you, if you take like 10 of these free throws over the course of all these games, the Rockets might be a four and seven team or a five and six team or whatever. The, the fixes are small. This is not a big problem that they have. And even if it is, a, if it's a big problem, my big problem would be if they were losing these games at home or maybe they, if they, were, they just did. 
They just lost. If to they Detroit. were losing by a lot at home. They just had a five game road oh, trip, Mike. Oh, God. They just had a five game road trip. But everything they, you're they talking about comes back to They were at home. And Dude. on top of that, I just like you can't just take this one loss for the Pistons, one game out of 82, and just immediately assume that that's the Rockets, you know, forever. This team learns. This team is going to learn from this. And I have no doubt that this team got better tonight, even with the loss. And I understand it's a hard concept for a lot of Rockets fans to adopt. But if you want to watch this team and get excited about it, then quit focusing on the wins and losses and focus on the actual basketball and the growth of these players. But everything you've talked about, literally everything you just listed can come back to coaching. No, it, it can't. It, Jeremy, Steven, it absolutely Steven Silas cannot make a damn free throw because he's on the court. Listen, listen to me. If Kevin Porter Jr. right is playing the way he's playing right now, you cannot play him thirty plus minutes on the court. He played thirty six minutes tonight. Okay, so how does you, he learn? How does he learn, Mike? You sit his ass on the bench until he shows that he can consistently do his job better. And who are you going to play instead? DJ Augustine. Look at his plus minuses the past five games. DJ Augustine. He's been a how's positive. He, oh, my God. How is that going to J- help? Jalen Green. You're going to tell me an, a guy who can actually run an NBA offense in DJ Augustine compared to Kevin Porter Jr., who has shown absolutely no ability on a consistent basis to run an NBA offense. DJ Augustine can't. DJ Augustine would make But DJ Augustine Green isn't going to be the guy that better. needs to know how to run that offense that's in not, 2025. That's not my point. That My point is right now. You just said yourself they're trying to win games. At be, Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Consistently, who gives you a better shot at the point guard position to win games for this roster? DJ Augustine or Kevin Porter Jr.? Kevin Porter. Not even close. It's DJ Kevin Porter. Kevin it's Porter absolute. has so much more abilities than DJ Augustine. He I get where you're coming from. I would look DJ Augustine. That's the one in offense. I'm not talking about putting the ball in the hole. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about who is more adept to running this offense for Silas. It's DJ Augustine. Consistently. Yes. But, but my thing is DJ Augustine. And, and look, the same could be. Well, the thing is, I'll, I'll Uno reverse this back to you, Mike. Okay. Daniel House and KJ Martin. Why KJ is he Martin. playing the veteran over the young guy? Because he can't run a rotation to save his life. He hasn't been able to do okay, it for so, two years. So that's okay. So, but that's that's the part that confuses me a little bit by their by your logic because you're saying that he's wrong for playing Kevin Porter because he's the young guy. Correct. But he's wrong because- also for playing the veteran house over the young guy kj martin because kj martin gives you a better chance to win games with his skill set and kevin porter gives you a better chance to win games with his skill set yeah because as the point guard he's done a great job thus far this season right averaging four and a half turnovers a game not averaging what he averaged last but Mike, year that's how you learn that's how you learn Mike. okay but that's what i'm saying mistakes. okay so here's the question then right my question to you is if you're gonna lose games then why is he not playing Garuba? Why is he not playing Brooks? Like, you're going to talk about this is the only way you get experience. Then full-fledged go in on the youth. It, they've shown but it. He's also, but the thing is, they're also <laughs> looking for the ability to flex these guys like Daniel House, flex these guys like Eric Gordon, da- David Nawaba, and put them into an ability to trade them later in the season to get more assets. Because the thing is with... The draft, the draft is like the lottery. 
you, you get you you have you can have as many tickets as possible and you hope that one is the winning ticket and you never know when you can get that whether it's in the first round or the second round or even an undrafted guy and the rockets have a ton of the a, a bunch of every one of those guys in this roster they have early draft picks like Jalen green they have the middle of the road picks like kevin porter and uh you you know you have guys like that and then you have your undrafted guys your your wood tice um and and jay sean tate you have a whole bunch of these guys in the roster and and when you get to the second half of the season then they'll go full youth because that's how this team will learn then and this get, team don't be pissed off fans. over time and experience you just need to be patient about it because if you're going to be like this all season mike it's not going to be healthy for you hold on it's but under, under let me clarify what i just said right i'm talking about if you're going to lose games okay you just lost to detroit this is rock bottom yeah this is rock bottom no, it's absolutely last it's, year was rock bottom. This no, is the, no this, last year was rock tonight. Bottom. Okay, we can agree to disagree. When I say you have to play DJ Augustine as the point guard, the only reason I'm saying that is because you don't have a better option. If they had a rookie that they could play at that position, I would say play the rookie. If they had, let's say they drafted Sharif Cooper instead of Usman Garuba, I would say play Sharif Cooper as yeah, the point I, guard. I agree. I think Sharif Cooper, if he was on this team, would have gotten the play tonight, but at the same time, yeah. That that's a decision that from Rafael Stone that I haven't fully agreed with. It's probably the one thing I didn't, but I understand his logic. He went for the best players available when he had them. He liked all those players enough to draft them. Right. Not all of those four guys are going to hit, unfortunately. And the chances are one of those guys that won't hit probably going to be Garuba or Christopher, not because they can't play in the NBA, but they can't play given Houston's already crowded rotation in the front court and in the back court. When it because comes to Christopher in the Christopher in the back court and Gruber in the front court. But that's why I'm saying that D, DJ Augustine, by the numbers, gives you the best chance at point guard to win games. And if you, along with everybody else, is saying that's their number one goal right now, then you got to play them. But my thing is. With what you just said, if you're saying that they are going to play the, the vets now, they're going to look the way they've looked through 10 games with playing the vets, then the fans have every single right to question the coaching staff, to question the organization and the direction that they want to go. I totally get it, and I'm on board with it. Because, yes, if, because if you're watching these games, you have to look at this and you have to say, you, what? why not put Garuba no, out there to go play against Jeremy Grant? Who went for 20 plus in the third quarter on your home team? Jeremy Society, even though oh, he's supposed to be wrong. Yeah, I mean, no, you got to respect the Jeremy, okay? I totally understand that. Absolutely. But that's why I'm saying it's moments like that where, and so, the thing that pisses me off more than anything about this coaching staff is that, especially Silas right now, he has that same stupid look on his face that he just, he doesn't know how to coach his way out of a paper bag right now, Jeremy. No, Silas just has a good poker. No, he just doesn't. No, he he does. just, he's had the same expression on his face since he got yeah, out. Of, yeah, since being the the least winning coach through however many games he's been here through. And that's the thing is that I want to see good for Christian Wood. I love Christian Wood getting pissed off and saying the offense should run through me. It absolutely should run through him. The fans saying trade me or trade him and all this is stupid. You know who I want to see get a little bit emotional is Steven Silas. It's okay to come out and say, we got to be better. We no. suck right now because well, they do suck right now. But that's not, his, that's not his style. And, and Then change honest, your style and be adaptable. No. Yes. Yes. He's being no. plenty adaptable. Oh, and the really? thing is, how is he being adaptable? You know what I think, Mike? 
In what I sense think, has he been adopted? adopted? I think that I am the Stephen Silas of this podcast. I mean, okay. I am the calm that is driving the storm right now. I mean, the calm driving. No, I so. I, no, you're you are the season. You are the you're, season of the podcast. You're, 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 you're a lot more talented than Stephen Silas at what you do. Oh, well, so. I, I'm, you know, that is extremely flattering because Stephen Silas is incredibly talented at his job. No, he's not. He's yes, absolutely, he is. No, yes, he's he not. Is. Oh, really? Mike. How? Mike, I don't think it's very fair. I don't it think it's very fair. fair at all. Why not? He, what is it? Because he worked his ass off twenty years to get to where he is. And would I, would I love to have a beer with Stephen Silas? Absolutely. Do I think he's a nice guy? Yeah, but you can't honestly look at me straight in the face and tell me that he's great at his job because he's not. He's not. Not okay, yet. I'm gonna look at you in your face and say Stephen Silas is good at his job. Come on, man. You don't even. You don't even believe that. Just be honest. I do believe it. You can say it, but you honestly. Come on. No, I. I genuinely believe it. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because he is he knows this is not a today thing. He knows this team, he know he's he's trying to build Rome, and Rome cannot be built in a day. Too bad he's, he's not gonna be Rome. here when the team is good. He's not building a quick little dinghy to you know get him through this. He's trying to build an empire, and you don't build an empire in one day, you build it through time and effort and energy and that is how this team is working right now. And I understand, look, the, the results right now aren't good, but the, the character that's being built right now for this team is essential down the line to when this team is, is legit, legitimately good. And the talent on this roster, give them some time, let them grow a little bit. It's there. And whether Silas is the coach or not, I don't know if that – I don't know if he'll last long enough. Because sometimes when you don't win, you do need to change. But the thing about Silas is he came into this season knowing what the job was. And, yes, Alex, a few wins would be nice. And a few free throws, if you make them, get you a win. Excuse me about that. I don't know why that went out. I mean, but they, but they didn't. Like that's the thing is like but they didn't. You're right, and they'll learn from that. You, I, to me, I'm of the I'm of the experience that whenever I played sports growing up, I learned more from my losses than my wins. I and and I learned more, and I and I move forward. And but that, they're not and changing. That is exactly how this team should be run. But they're not changing. And, they're not changing their habits, Jeremy. It'd be different. Their free throw percentage continues to decline. It's a long season, Mike. They continue to turn the ball over more and more each game. Like, that's they my thing. They have how many turnovers tonight? They have... 13 turnovers tonight. 13 turnovers. They had which 10 is their... in the first half, 10 in the first half, 3 in the second half, and 0 in the fourth quarter. Okay. So they I... made the adjustments. They made the adjustments. The adjustments are there. And yes, I agree. You learn more from your losses than your wins. But damn it, it feels really good to win. Yes, it does. And, my, and, and my... when that win comes, it'll be nice. And I think a lot of people were expecting that win to be tonight because it was home and it was against a team that had the same record as us. And I think that is where the frustration lies is, is the Rockets. Oh, they should have had this one. They should have won this one, Mike. They should have done all this. And because they didn't, then it's all, all, all hell is broken loose. But no, this reality, has been building up. This has in been reality, building up. It's just, it's one game. It is one game. But, th- dude, 
this has been building up for the past 10 games because they're on a 10 game losing. Okay, and we still have 71 games to go. I totally agree. Here's my question though, right? You tell me all these guys are getting better. They're not getting better. Like they're staying the same or they're getting worse. I disagree. I look at look at Christian Wood. Christian Wood barely scored in in the two games over the weekend. And tonight he looked like the Rockets' best player tonight. 20 points, uh, nine rebounds. You know, I think he looked better tonight. I think the Rockets definitely tried to get him more involved in the offense. They needed to do that over the weekend. They did that tonight. Uh Kevin Porter made some mistakes tonight, but I think overall, um, you know, had a good night for the, you know, relatively speaking. Um, it's, you know, Jalen Green, I thought, had one of his better games tonight. Jay Sean Tate always plays like the hardest guy on the floor. Eric Gordon could have been a little bit better, but 11 points on four of nine shooting. I think that's, you know, what you can expect from a guy like that. They need to so, trade. They need to trade him. And they will, Mike. Him, house. This isn't ball. NBA 2K when you can simulate through the season and trade him at the trade deadline or trade him whenever you want. It's not like that. And they will. Like, the thing is, February will be here before you know it. And in three months' time, Eric Gordon will probably not be Houston Rocket. And when that day comes, more time will open up for those guys like Christopher, like Armani Brooks and, and KJ Martin. And those guys will get that action. And then we can see this team, you know, more for what it is. And then the thing is with the next season, Mike, you know, what's going to happen next season. You know, what's going to happen the off season. They're going to sign veterans to one year deals to try to flip them at the deadline. And they're going to take over some of these guys, these younger guys. And we're going to have the same conversation a year from now as to why. And it's going to be more roster more. mismanagement. Oh, look, let's sign this guy to a one-year deal to get a draft pick. Ooh. And then we're going to have Silas. who's not going to play him. Like, then what? What are we going to do next year? Like, we have the worst like, record in the league this year. And we, still, is, and we don't like, get the number one pick overall again. What happens then? And they'll get a guy. They'll get a guy that's hopefully going to change the franchise. And yes, it is. And I know your whole thing about drafts. It's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, the draft is not a guarantee. It's not, but nothing's a guarantee in the NBA. And yes, you would love to be a team like the Lakers, the Nets that can just go and buy talent because they are in the city that they're in. And you would love for all of that to be the reason, you know, how you build your team, but that's just not what the Houston Rockets are all about. They have to go and they have to be shrewd in their transactions. They have to build as many, get as many lottery tickets as they can, throw as many stuff at a wall and see what sticks. And eventually these things are going to stick. Jalen Green will stick. Kevin Porter, Maybe. whether he's the point guard or not, will stick. Maybe. And Christian Wood, I think, will stick. Or he'll be enough of a trade asset down the line, but we should not be talking about Christian Wood getting traded anytime soon. This offseason, maybe, but I'm not ready to talk about that. We still have 71 games to go. There's a whole, whole lot of basketball left to be played. And tonight, although it's not the result you wanted, it's a, it's it's what happened. You have to own it. You have to take it for what it is. And you move forward to Friday. Friday, you've got Portland on deck, Mike. What do you want to see out of Portland on Friday? Not the same old crap that we saw tonight. Fair enough. And, and that's the thing. Want... And the last thing I want to tell you, because we beat this horse to death. From what you just said, you can't get mad at the fans for being upset with 
the fact that even on this show, we've had the same conversation now for 10 straight games. Same, it's the same bullshit, dude. It's the same things over and over. Silas yeah, can't manage the rotation. It doesn't Sil- have to be. So what do you like? It, it's not roses. It in, what, how, what would you do? What would you discuss differently? Or how would you act towards the current situation that fans are doing that you don't agree with? Like the fact that you, I think continue- fans are looking at this because you're saying it's the same old, same old, same old, yeah. the, the most consistent thing out of the last eight games is that they've lost every one of them or nine games. That's why fans are frustrated. Fans are frustrated because the team is one in 10 right now. That's why fans are frustrated. And I'm totally, I'm totally understandable. It's totally understandable. But at the same time, you knew, you knew what you were signing up for. You knew you were signing up for a rebuilding team, whether it was going to be, you know, this bad or whatever. I don't even think it's that bad, to be honest. I but really I, the, don't. But the thing is, Silas is not adjusting. That's the Silas problem. is adjusting. He no, is adjusting. Okay. He is adjusting. Whether he's making the right adjustments or not, that's to be discussed. But he's making adjustments. He's, he's not insane, like, ch- doing the same thing over and over again. He's changing things game by game, trying to figure out if this works, if Y works, if X works. And it's a, it's a work in progress. And for those that are still frustrated and all that, I hope that the Rockets don't um, encapsulate a significant part of your life. Because if it does and you, you know, if your mood changes on the wins and losses of this team, you're not going to have a very mentally healthy season or a couple of seasons because it's just not it. You need, we need to watch this team for what it is. And, and this team right now, it's just a rebuilding team. So embrace the rebuild, embrace it. And that's the thing is, I don't think very many people, even though they say they do, I don't think very many fans have truly embraced this fact that this team is a rebuilding team and accepted it. They haven't done that yet. Because I don't know. And look, maybe that's maybe that's just my opinion. I'm sure it is because you and I have very different opinions on this. But look, Mike, I just I, I don't like being around negative, negative things. And you can take a loss and losses are negative and wins are positive. Yes, I, I, I think we can both agree on that. But it's how you how you overcome from a loss or a win. And that, to me, is what this team is about. It's fair. Not about the wins and losses. It isn't. It's been three seasons, right? You and I have each stayed consistent that we're very different. We approach this team in a very, very different way. Totally understandable. And I can – and look, I can learn a little – and I can learn from you and your takes just as much as you can for mine. So Absolutely. whether you align more with Mike or whether you align more with me and my laid back approach on the whole thing, um, you know, take a little bit from both of us because I think the takes that were given tonight were positive yeah. uh, on both ends. And, you know, yeah, maybe I should be a little bit more pissed off that they don't make free throws, or maybe I should be a little bit more pissed off that the rotations aren't perfect. But at the and- same time, I understand that it's just one game and we move on to Friday. And and the thing is I can learn from you in the sense that, yes, I agree. It's a rebuild and it it doesn't help to be as, as energetic about what I believe to be a situation in Silas that may need to go. Right. Totally understand that. 
my frustration lies 100% within watching every minute of every game like you and I do. I personally don't see the growth and development of him as a coach to realize who needs to be on the court in certain situations. And I do. Can he learn from that? I do. As a former coach myself, I I do. Same. No, I I mean, I coached basketball for five years. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. And it's going to hurt to put one of your best players on the bench. In my opinion, Kevin Porter Jr. should not be the starting point guard for this team. You and I totally differ on that opinion. Totally understand that. In my eyes, he's not ready for that moment right now. That's why DJ Augustine makes a lot more sense in that role. Watch what Kevin Porter Jr. does if you move him into that six-man role when they move Eric Gordon. See what happens. That's all. That's where I'm going to leave mine. I think we could go on this for hours and hours and hours, but we, we gotta should. Park, we got to park the rocket ship somewhere, Mike. It's we, it's almost midnight here on the East Coast, so uh, we're going to park this rocket ship now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode from wherever you listen to on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of those platforms. You can get the Dream Take on our podcast Twitter, or you can follow us at Dream Shake SBN on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also head to our website, www.thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at espionation.com. And be sure to check us out on Friday. I'll be available Friday, Mike. If I'm not sure if you will. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, but you'll hear from one of us on Friday after the game against the Portland Trailblazers. I'm really excited for that game. I, I'm, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to win one of these games. Uh, not sure if it's going to be Friday, but – um, you know, coming into tonight, Mike, uh, Portland has not won a game on the road this season. So maybe that's a good omen. Uh, that, something means, that means they're due. That's the way I look at and, it. And you know what? The Rockets are due too. So some team is going to get their due diligence um, on Friday. Be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW podcast underscore MB. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E. NER, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.